It's Christmas and we want to hear from God's word. And I'm really excited. Christmas is always exciting for lots of reasons. Last night as a family, we watched the uh, Christmas specials from The Chosen. Anybody, any Chosen fans here? Uh, there needs to be more. The Chosen, find it online, you need to watch it. There's two, at, at least if there's three, we're going to watch, is there a third one, Adam? No, okay, so there's two Christmas specials. Um, we watched them last night. Fantastic. And one of the things about watching that is the way it's depicted, it just reminds you this was real. Right? When you see Christmas things, sometimes you can start to feel like, you know, it's a bit of a fairy tale, a bit of a myth. You know, this kind of weird story that's grown up through the years with just random people in a random place celebrating a random thing. And it just seems a little bit fanciful. But the Bible doesn't treat it that way. The Bible treats Christmas as a key moment in history. Something specific, something real was happening and it's really important that it really happened. And so I want to read to you one verse, actually half a verse, uh, from a book we don't normally associate with Christmas. But it's one of the letters right at the end of the New Testament written by John, one of Jesus' followers. Okay, so it's in 1 John chapter 3 uh, for the musicians home from America that's first John okay first John chapter 3 and it says in in that uh, verse verse 8 second half it says the son of God appeared the son of God appeared and it's saying that Jesus came into the world okay so for all of eternity he had been with the father in heaven but then he came in he stepped into our world and so Christmas is all about the son of God appearing Jesus coming into this world. Just think about what this world is like. I'll let you think about what the world is like today, but let's think about what it was like back then. There was a census, right? Tim just read about it. A census by the Roman Empire. And so everybody, except the world, it was kind of their world, but it was a big part of the world, everybody had to go back to their ancestral home to complete the census. It wasn't to ask them questions, you know, like what their favorite biscuit is. It's not that kind of census. It was to know who they were, where they were, how much they earned, and were they paying their taxes. It was really actually about controlling the people. If you lived in the Roman Empire, you had a constant reminder that you were under foreign rule. There were Roman soldiers everywhere. Imagine having military in foreign uniform constantly walking around and monitoring your behavior. It was a world of oppression. What's more, locally they had a king. Uh, I forget his name. Um, kind of a big guy with big issues who tried to kill Jesus. Anyone remember his name? Ooh, I can hear it coming. Shout it out. Herod. Herod, that's right. Herod was an absolute nutcase. Like, he was seriously troubled. He had multiple wives, you know, children, killed most of them. I mean, he was a bizarre character. He was paranoid. He had all sorts of health issues we don't need to get into right now. But Herod was horrible. And he was king over that country, over that area. In fact, we know the story, don't we, that after Jesus was born and Herod heard about it, he sent his soldiers to go to Bethlehem and to kill every boy under the age of two. It's called the Massacre of the Innocents. And it barely registers in history because of all the worst things that Herod did. Herod is just a glimpse of the evil 
in this world. A world of oppression, a world of evil, and the Bible describes it as a world of darkness. Right? In the great darkness that there was. Why? Because people didn't know God. They didn't know how good God was. They didn't know that God loved them. They didn't know that God had a plan, that he was working out his purposes. It just felt like a dark, evil, oppressive world. And John tells us, the Son of God appeared. Jesus came into this world. Now, why did he come into this world? Well, here's the rest of the sentence. John gives us the reason the Son of God appeared. In fact, he says, the reason the Son of God appeared, that's the clue, that that's what he's telling us. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. That's not your normal Christmas morning verse, is it? But it's very Christmassy. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Into this world of oppression. Well, let's go the other way around. Into this world of darkness, Jesus brought God's light. He brought a message of light, the words he spoke. He helped people to see God's plans and purposes, God's heart, God's character. The things that he did, if you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, you'll see uh, these stories of how Jesus cared for people that nobody else cared about. How he brought hope to people that were utterly hopeless. When everything was messed up, Jesus was able to bring God's light into the darkness. And so he came to destroy the works of the devil, to bring light into a dark world. Into an evil world, he brought God's goodness. Again, the way he lived his life, so perfect, never once sinning, never once doing something for wrong motive. Jesus was unique in that sense. The things he did, the things he said, and ultimately where he went, he brought a, a picture, a demonstration of God's goodness. And so again, you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, you can see Jesus in action. I'd encourage you to do that. Read one of the Gospels and just watch Jesus. And you'll find that there's something about him that is so attractive, so compelling. There's something so incredibly good about him in contrast to everything else that we've ever experienced. And ultimately, of course, he was going to the cross. The ultimate demonstration of God's goodness, of God's love. How much does God love the world? Enough for Jesus to have his arms stretched out on the cross, to die in our place. Into a world of darkness, he brought God's light. Into a world of evil, he brought God's goodness. And into a world of oppression, he brought God's justice. The world's still crying out for justice, isn't it? Still longing for there to be things put right. But Jesus came and he put things right. He came and he dealt with issues that were in front of him. Again, the way he spoke, the things he did, the fact that he went to the cross, which was the ultimate demonstration of God's justice, taking on himself the punishment that we deserve for all that we've done wrong, all that we've thought wrong. He stood in the way of that and said, okay, put it on me. That's an incredible God. A God that would do that for the sake of people like us. And so in his life, in his teaching, in his action, in the way that he lived, uh, he defeated the works of the devil. In his death on the cross, he defeated the devil. 
In his resurrection on the third day, he demonstrated that the devil was defeated. And today, he is sat at the right hand of God. Jesus is there waiting for the day when finally the works of the devil can be put under his feet. And that's why we have hope. That's why we have hope. That's why we, we look at the Christmas story and we go, you know what, this matters. This makes a difference. Because the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said uh, about the devil, about uh, the enemy, he called him the thief. He said, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. And here we are 2,000 years later, and if you scratch the surface of anything around you, you'll say, yeah, that's true. There's something devilish. There's something evil in this world. But then you come back to 1 John 3, 8. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus said, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that you may have life, life to the full. That's what we celebrate the Trinity every week. We celebrate the fact that God saw the problem and addressed the need. And God doesn't ask us to fix ourselves. We never can do that. Instead, he sent his son into this world, like Ben said at the start, on a rescue mission. So when you think about Christmas, you think about that baby lying in the manger. You don't tend to think of him as a warrior, do you? But that's what he was. He was God's warrior stepping into the battlefield. That was the point of incursion. That's where he entered into this world. And then 30-something years later, a few miles up the road, that's where he won the victory, hanging on the cross. That was the mission that Jesus was sent on from heaven. That's what the Bible presents to us, and that's what so excites us. So that in the midst of all the bad stuff that may be going on, we can read something like that. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And it stirs within us a delight, a joy, a reason to celebrate. And then we look at the first verse in that chapter. It says, in this version, see. I'm going to use the word behold. hope you don't mind it. Behold. little old word, but it's a bit bigger, isn't it? Behold. Right? Behold what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. Isn't that awesome? Because of Christmas, because of the cross, because of Jesus, because of his victory, because he came to conquer the works of the devil, we can be called the children of God. We can be accepted in the arms of God, welcomed into his family. We'd say it every week, I'll say it this week, if you don't know that's true for you, please talk to one of us afterwards. We'd love to kind of explain how that all works and, and how you get to accept such a wonderful gift. But I hope that this Christmas, in the midst of everything that's going on, we can find within our hearts stirring a celebration that Jesus, the little baby, was God's warrior sent to defeat all evil. And so we have hope. We can be called the children of God because of him. Let me pray. I'm going to invite back uh, the, the band. We'll sing a couple more uh, Christmassy songs and we'll be done. Let's pray. Father, thank you so, so much for that first Christmas. Thank you for sending Jesus into this world. Jesus, thank you for coming. And thank you that your victory was won at the cross. 
and one day your victory will be demonstrated for all to see. I pray that we here now would just respond to what you've done with a heart so full and so thankful that even in heaven you would be just stirred to smile because of our love for you. You loved us first. We love you back. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.